bilingual content creator, picking English names, publish constant, consistent content, and live a productive life with me, Bear Liu. Kiara, 你好 and hello. Welcome to the Cherry Journal podcast. I'm your host, Camilia. My guest today is Bear Liu. Bear is a product designer and design mentor. He hosts an award-winning podcast show called Bear Talk, focused on sharing his learnings and ideas in design and personal experience in reading and parenting. In today's episode, we talk about being a bilingual content creator, how Chinese people pick up English names, how to publish consistent content in English and Chinese, and live a productive life. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, Bear. Thanks for having me, Amelia. Just a little bit strange because we just transferred from Chinese to English. Yes, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Every time I interview a guest who can speak Chinese, I feel a little bit weird because since we all can speak Mandarin, we did the podcast in Chinese before. Talk about our life in New Zealand and a lot of、uh, relevant content about、uh, being a creator. So I'd like to invite you back again and talk in English as a bilingual content creator because I know not many people. Created in bilingual, so I kind of wonder what makes you to start this journey. Yeah, that's a really great topic. So happy to be、uh, happy to be involved in this conversation, and also like there are some challenges and probably some personal stories for every bilingual content creator that why we started, and yeah,、True. would be good. And also like what you mentioned. Just a few,、uh, probably the the amount of、um, bilingual content creators are quite smaller compared to native creators. So I think that would be、uh, a good topic for for us to share some experience and to discuss why we're doing this. Yeah, shall we start with your name? Because I know a lot of English people, they kind of wondering, ah, it's so nice you can pick up your own name, your own English name. So why do you pick up beer、yeah. as your English name? I know it's not very common in English-speaking world. Yeah, that's that's a good topic start、uh, like conversation starter because every time when I introduce,、uh, hi, I'm Bear. People will say native English speaker will say, "Wow, what a cool name!" <laughs> And sometimes I just guess, "What do you mean cool? Is real cool <laughs> or just funny or strange or like、uh, other other meaning?" And yeah, at the beginning, it's just my nickname in Chinese, Baozhong,、uh, uh, because I used to like really fat,、uh, so that uh, uh, I, I used to like、uh, don't don't like any outdoor activities much. So just、uh, prefer to stay at home. And then people would say, "Oh, it's a typical bear." <laughs> and then、uh, I got a I got a nickname, and then I kind of like it. Uh, we'll get used to it and kind of like it, and then why come to a new country? So you have the opportunity to pick up your own, to pick your own name,、yeah. and then I think, yeah, why not? Why not to call myself Bear?、Uh, at the beginning, I still I consider some、uh, normal names, <laughs> and then I find, yeah, how about just name myself Bear, and then. 
you know, New Zealand uh, Kiwis are really friendly. So at the beginning, I asked a few people, and they said, okay, yeah, you can pick whatever you want. I think they didn't give me the honest uh, <laughs> suggestion. Feedback, yeah. yeah. So, and I take it, I took it, I say, oh, yeah, probably just call myself there. And even my resume, my uh, LinkedIn profile, every, every formal uh, platforms I leave it as a, a bear. That's my name. Yeah, I find now it's quite good because I have the confidence to call myself bear, and also like it's also uh, it's easy to remember. Yeah, it's unique. Even for me, I pick up a camellia because I love the flower. And it's not very common in New Zealand because a lot of people call them camel or yeah. camilla. But uh, Camellia is also very unique, so people will remember me. <laughs> hmm. So what's your career journey look like? Because I know you used to work and live in China and then move to New Zealand. Can you walk me through the whole story? Yeah, that's probably a long story, but I try to make it as short as possible. So when I was in China, I was an a interaction designer at first, I started from graphic design at first as my career uh, starting point. After graduated from university, I got a job as a, a graphic designer and then uh, started to do some like packaging, package design, uh, marketing, marketing design. And uh, around 2010, that's the time um, the Web 2.0 started as the as a trend, and then uh, web designer uh, is quite popular. Was quite popular. So I started to learn web design for a bit, and then get a related job. And 2012, I uh, I started to do something like a a sell uh, an agency, a design agency. Started a design agency uh, with my friend, and then uh, we uh, started to do some uh, app design, interactive app design, because uh, at that time Apple just released uh, uh, the SDK for yeah. for iPhone for iOS, and that's that's we, we we saw it as an opportunity and started to like go all in, and it seems the right direction, uh, the right vision, and yeah, and then after a while did some apps and also. Um, some apps are quite uh, gets uh, successful, get a lot of downloads, and the performance is quite good. And around 2015 and 16, uh, around 2015, I got this idea of uh, go to New Zealand because uh, there is a there is a available visa that I can apply, and I think oh, the silver fur visa. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, started to do some preparation and applied it. And very luckily, I got, uh, I got a visa and then went to this new country with my wife. Start all the things from scratch because it's really hard to find a, a related, relevant job with your previous experience in another country. But mm-hmm. in Thailand, you don't have the local experience. So I started as a marketing designer. I would call it multimedia designer, but it's more like old marketing. It's kind of like a circle back to 10 or 12 years ago when I 
I start my uh, design journey. But that first job at New Zealand was really good because、uh, that helped me to get food on the table. I started to learn things about the culture and all the things. And after two years later, I moved on uh, to uh, to really focus on inter like、uh, UX design, user experience, because I think it's my passion. And、mm-hmm. it's also quite hard because I need to trans transfer、I、or transition、yeah. from. Uh, multimedia or website designer to a UX designer, and it's also need to sc- start from scratch again, another industry, another domain. But very luckily, I、uh, applied a few jobs, and then after five or six months, I got、uh, a job at a local company called Less Meals. Oh, the famous fitness club in New Zealand. Those people are really tough. Like they, they keep working every day. Yeah, kind of like.、Uh, so I got the first job as a UX and UI designer, and then、uh, after the first job, things will be much easier later. So I moved on to Vodafone as a senior UX designer, and now I'm currently working at Zero,、oh, a financial.、Yeah. Software、yeah. uh, as a product designer. How did you feel when you need to start from scratch again? Because I know in China you are very successful entrepreneur, but once you move to a new country, an English-speaking country, you need to learn the language, culture, and start your career from very junior level. What What did you feel? Uh, yeah, it's. I think it's. It's definitely a a journey, like with ups and downs,、mm-hmm. and also like the timing. It's also when I started to 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 looking for new jobs in a new country, and also my wife was pregnant, so my daughter later,、uh, like、mm-hmm. uh, a few months later when we moved to New Zealand. So which means that there are two、uh, major impact、uh, happening. Same time, so I, I have a new role as a father, and also I、uh, need to start from scratch in a new country. So that's、uh, that's quite challenging.、Uh, I think maybe a new role is more challenging than looking for looking for jobs. Most of the time, it's just lack of sleep, just uh, because uh, uh, as a as a new、uh, new father, new dad, it's really hard to sleep. But for speaking of job. And career and other 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 things. I think I had、uh, anticipated that might happen because I moved to this new country. I know that's a because that's a new country and language was speaking, the culture, everything is different. Yeah. And if you want to get get settled, you want to、uh, really start your career here.、Uh, things should. Start from the very beginning, so which means that all the previous、um, experience, something, some experience definitely can bring from previous uh, uh, career, but most of the credits,、mm. most of the, I don't want to say achievement, but just something done, it's not、uh, transferable to this new、um, place. So which I already. Have the assumption or、uh, have the、uh, anticipation, so that's、uh, that's the right, that's the way, and it's not easy. But one thing that really helpful is that、uh, during that time, 
I'm not the only one has this pro uh, who has this problem, right? So there are a lot of uh, immigrants, a lot of uh, people coming to a new country, and then they got struggle. So uh, what I need to do is just to find some examples and try to learn, or even just to get inspired by their story. Just an, one example, I borrowed a book uh, from the local library, which was written by Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's a very typical example that a, a young man come from Europe, yep. uh, Austri Austrian. Yeah, Austria, uh, yeah. And he went to America and language was really bad at that time. But then after a few years, really he was really successful. And also I just tried to find out something similar, like, oh, so something, is that something that I can learn or something? So just examples by examples, it takes a while to build the the right mindset and confidence, everything, and then to set up the right attitude, I think, for for, for the future steps. But at the beginning, it's really hard. Yeah, I read Arnold's biography and yeah, his attitude, he, he had such a strong self-belief. Yeah, he, he believed he would win the like fitness, the world champion of fitness. And he, he believed he will, he will settle down in America and uh, achieve success. I think it's very important. And one thing also triggered me is uh, although his uh, accent, people probably say, oh, you don't speak a perfect English, but uh, his accent become his uh, character. Yeah. That's how he won the role in The Terminator because they need that accent. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, very inspiring. Yeah, that's also one of my biggest takeaway from, mm. from his star story. As Chinese, we probably... Family yeah, problem, oh, right? Like accent. Oh wow! I, I hope I can pronounce <laughs> as a perfect, uh, you know, native speaker. Uh, probably that 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 is a goal for most of English learners from China. That people say, "Oh, I want to pronounce as close as native speaker as possible." Mm. But then after a while, I realized that's that's not the right goal. You are you are always carry something you. From your past, like accents, one part of it, but uh, you just try to get used to it or just get along with it, access it as your ident uh, as your identity, and then try to maybe take advantage of it in the later, but or maybe just try to utilize it uh, in in later stage. But the first thing would be just accept that's part of it that I've learned from his story as well. Yeah, because uh, when I start my Chinese podcast, I am from Shandong, so I have a strong accent from my place. And people sometimes judge me like, oh, you don't even speak uh, standard Mandarin. How come you become a podcast host? I say, I don't care. <laughs> as long as yeah. my ideas are worth spreading, my accent, it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> yeah. I know you start your podcast back to mm -hmm. 2012. It's very early. So what, what made you to make your podcast and what kind of content were you doing back then? At the beginning, it was just uh, an experiment or more like uh, here's a new tool available. Like uh, at that time, Apple released uh, some tools uh, from their um, uh, keynote. I think mm -hmm. it's 
watch. Uh, it's from the I. Oh, Garage Band. Uh, yeah. Garage Band. Uh, that was the first time I realized. Oh, here's a new tool, and it's quite interesting. And also, um, I uh, because I did some web design, so I have uh, a little bit understanding, a little bit knowledge on how to find a server, how to set up a podcast host. Which at that time is really uh, a, po- a podcast server, which is quite uh, difficult mm-hmm. uh, if people don't know some web building knowledge. But for people who already got some experience, that's not that hard. And uh, because I uh, learned something, I have some uh, knowledge. And also, this uh, here's a new tool, and I just try. Yeah, let's make something uh, fun and maybe use it at. As a personal um, experience, or like a, as a personal audio blog or something, and I record some reviews on tech technology at first, and then I, I remember it's quite popular because it was really popular because at that time, there probably not many options, so people just listen whatever they got in Chinese. <laughs> so uh, it was downloaded like uh, immediately. Uh, 100,000 times, and then oh. next day, another few uh, thousand times, and then I, I thought at, at first I thought that's that's a that's a problem, that's an issue. It's mm-hmm. the number is not real. At fi- at first I think maybe just yeah, false numbers, <laughs> and then uh, I record another uh, another podcast, another episode, and up- update it. Also, it's got a lot of downloads. And then I find, wow, that's interesting because uh, it seems that this is a new thing and worth to try. It's also from the business perspective, I'm not a good business person or I, I don't have any business send, sense. Uh, if I have, uh, it's quite, it could be quite, quite a good business, but I just keep it as a personal habit or as a personal hobby. Uh, which uh, which is not good from business perspective, but I'm happy that I'm uh, I'm doing that as a personal hobby because uh, even podcast have have its uh, high moments and also go uh, as a, a mature medium at this stage uh, in English speaking world and also quite popular in China uh, in Chinese as well, but I still think the people who's Making, who's making podcasts, who's podcasting by their own interests or use it as a way to explore uh, the ability around them. That probably keep the authentic, uh, keep it authentic, you know, keep it, uh, keep it true. And that's the beauty of the, uh, of this, of this medium. Yeah. So I'm happy that I didn't uh, do much, uh, trying in on business and and then it's just go according to my personal interest from technology to travel uh, because i just traveled through some places and find oh i have some feelings i have some findings i want to share with you and then record a few episodes on travel and then reading books uh with some book reviews and even when i uh uh, do some jogging or just uh, attended, uh, joined uh, 
a few uh, marathons, half marathons. Record this is a personal experience that I want to share with you uh, on my podcast. So yeah, it just keep going. And then、uh, recent episodes are more around reading books.、Mm-hmm. So, so that's pretty much how it goes.、Uh, and now it's around four hundred and twenty-one episode so far. Yeah. So when when did you start to doing English content? Yeah, your Chinese content is very very popular. And、uh, what made you want to switch direction and do more English content? I think if speaking of time, it probably around two thousand sixteen, um, two thousand sixteen and two thousand seventeen, because that、uh, that was the time I went to New Zealand. So、uh, I went to New Zealand two thousand sixteen. But at that time, I just have this idea, had this idea of create something in English. Really simple reason is that because I'm living in an English-speaking country, so I had do something in English make make sense, right? So that's just the idea at first. But the officially trying, I think it's or maybe at the end of two thousand seventeen, maybe at the beginning of two thousand nineteen, because、um, my first job. Um, even it's a Kiwi company, it's a, a English-speaking environment, but still, there are part of the job is dealing with Chinese market. So I'm still using Chinese to、mm-hmm. communicate and to to solve the problem and even to think. So、uh, it feels a little bit gap between where I live and between what I'm doing, also between what I want to do in the future. So I think、uh, that's the first drive that I, I think if I want to get closer to what I want to work as a as a dream job or as a、uh, as a want what I want to achieve, that's an English speaking environment because I I don't want to move to a new country but still live in the comfort comfort、uh, comfort <laughs> zone、uh, of a. Speaking comfort zone, still consuming Chinese content, still、um, reading the same thing as one friend is reading in China, and the why? What's the point of moving to a new country?、Right? Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't. So that's the first drive, and I think it's around two thousand nineteen. I officially make this this made this decision. So yeah, let's make it. Uh, as regular as possible, and do some serial.、Uh, like, uh, it's it's a serious content creating in English. And before, I just think, oh, that's a secondary、uh, option. So create something in, in Chinese first, but then、uh, if I have capacity, create something in English and、uh, as an option. But then, two thousand and nineteen, I made this decision like folk like.、Uh, Prioritize English content creating first, even it's not,、uh, it's not.、Uh, I'm not good at it at, at all first, and it's、uh, I don't have any、uh, any audience to compare to my Chinese、uh, platforms at that moment.、Mm. But I think that's、uh, that's the drive of.、Uh, I I see it as a long term.、Uh, Or the long-term、uh, learning 
uh, personal learning and growing. Yeah. So, because uh, compared to the Chinese content I'm creating, it also takes a few years, like maybe three to five years, to get to uh, a really good uh, uh, level on speaking of the amount of audiences and uh, and the majority of the content. And also, I need I, I did a lot of practice by doing it, right? So, uh, I think after one hundred episodes in Chinese, mm. I started to have confidence and have the capa- yeah. capacity to to talk on the topics uh, of of each podcast. And then, uh, I think that's something the same for English content creating. I need to get some practice first. By doing it, and then ideal way would be uh, I can create content in English, and I can build my audience group in English, find my market. But uh, more importantly, I want to use it as a as a way to help what what I'm working, what I'm working on, designer in English speaking country. I don't want to do the day job and then. Switch to the comfort zone in in Chinese speaking <laughs> yeah. area, and that's just uh, like divide the uh, the personal energy, like the personal focus mm. and energy and time into different two parts. But these two parts is not helping each other. So I, I, when I see if I create English content, and also I can. Uh, when I'm working in English-speaking environment, and these two parts actually can help each other. Something I've learned from English, uh, from work or from my consumption in English, can help me create content in English. And the uh, and the way of creating content in English can practice my presentation and communication so that I can get my job doing better. But if I do this in Chinese, it's actually just divided. There are two words separated. So when I see this uh, as a as how it looks like like two words, I made this decision without any hesitation. So even the English content still like really small amount of uh, of page of views, uh, small amount of uh, like from the metrics is quite small compared to Chinese. But I think that's the right. So yeah, that's pretty much a really long answer for your question. Yeah, yeah. I resonate with you a lot because I when I got my first job in New Zealand, my job although I work for Air New Zealand, a Kiwi company, but my role mainly focuses on China market. So I I doing Weibo and WeChat content. So I feel the yeah, yeah divided. Why I'm in an English environment, but I'm still doing Chinese then. So I feel it's weird. Yeah, that's why I, later on I quit yeah. my job. I want to like indulge myself in the fully English world. So I joined the bank Westpac to do English content. And at the beginning, I feel yeah. very worried about my English ability. I'm not sure about you. Do you still remember when you first published your English content? How did you feel? Did you feel like very uh, will people judge me or <laughs> this kind of thing? I think that definitely 
for everyone who create a language, the second language, uh, containing second language, that will be a really common issue for everyone. Um, definitely, I have that uh, that uh, worry, mm -hmm. and and also even now sometimes I do have some something similar. Like oh, maybe I need to recheck. I need to do something more to to make sure that uh, it seems ready to share. But I, yeah, I remember when I shared the first draft in English, it's, it was quite interesting because at that time, there are two uh, major formats uh, of English content uh, I, I'm creating, even I'm creating right now. Uh, part of uh, one is just uh, something as the, English version of my Chinese content is out of interest, out of curiosity, and uh, I'm using it as a personal medium. So I create, uh, for example, YouTube videos and write some posts about what, what I found uh, during the job or during the personal experience. So this is out of personal interest. But the other part at the beginning of creating English content is basically I'm. I was doing it for uh, finding a good job. Uh, when I quit my first job in New Zealand, I want to find a design uh, designer job as a UX designer, and uh, I thought I need to share some, you know, uh, say things, uh, say things out loud yeah. on social media and let people realize this is what I'm working on and this is how uh, like this is my interest and also uh, just to raise the the attention so kind of like I forced myself to share some posts on LinkedIn uh, as uh, uh, some something I've learned from for example from a course or something I noticed on a daily basis uh, about some design related example I want to share so I'm just trying to force myself, like, I need to create one or two posts per week uh, or even more frequent and then uh, get it shared. So it's not that formal, that uh, long format, just a short post. Uh, but uh, because I used to do some Chinese social media uh, marketing, kind of like informal, but uh, I, I have... I had this uh, idea of doing things before you are needed. Uh, I think just start to do that on social media before you're using it for finding job. Because uh, when you actually need it, you you start to do that. That's probably too late. So I think that the other yeah, that's the other direction uh, or the other way I'm creating things in English and. To be honest, it's not feel that worried for that because I think I need to check it and then make sure and then publish it. And because I know that there might be not many people reading it. So that's not, not a problem because at first I do, I, I, I had some worries, but then I find things different because at first I worried no one will read it, right? So this uh, one worry about probably a, uh, a small worry, uh, a small concern. 
And the other concern is that um, maybe the grammar or the uh, the way I describe things is not correct, not standard. But do you find these two things actually conflict? Yeah. If no one's reading it, then mm -hmm. if you're writing, <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? So if you write it wrong right. or right, nobody cares because nobody reads it. And if people read it, that's actually a good thing, even when you say things are not right, but people get the idea. And then what I realized, realized this is this is just a thought. This is just a uh, like a uh, like a worry, and uh, I haven't tested it. I haven't get the real feedback from English speaking people, uh, or just to say, "Oh, I have feedback. Your grammar is well." I, I, yeah, I haven't got any any comments on that or any related um, feedback. And also, uh, after I share a few posts, I do find people actually read it, uh, even smaller amount of people, because you can see, oh, how many views, maybe uh, 12, 200, and there are a few comments or interactions. People will like it or people will support it. And then I think, oh, that's good. And let's correct something in the future. But yeah, that's the that's the first step. And yeah, and then it's getting 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 okay. Yeah, I, I get used to accept it's not perfect. I I can just start to create things, and then uh, I can improve it by by doing it. Yeah, I think it's a like trust in the process. Yeah, because for me, I started my English newsletter last year and when i published my first issue i was so worried i was like oh my god my grandma my vocabulary probably not perfect but actually no no one read because for your first issue you just started yeah. so but uh, with uh, keep publishing consistent content then you gather the audience so for now i got uh, 1200 subscribers on my wow. english That's newsletter wow. And, and the people, they all say good things. They all say, oh, I love this idea. No one like criticizes my vocabulary or grammar. I find, yeah. Actually, mm -hmm. I think ideas matters more than uh, like vocabulary. You don't even need to use a fancy vocabulary. Yeah, it will keep the message delivered in a clear way. Yeah. And also, it's probably also relevant to industries or relevant to... Uh, the, what types of the content we are creating. Mm -hmm. If we are creating something relevant to, fin for example, uh, uh, laws or financial uh, <laughs> issues, yeah. as a financial consultant, probably, yeah, grammar or like keep things accurate really, really important. But if it's something about technology, like personal experience, uh, other other things, I think it's have a high uh, tolerance level of X mm -hmm. and really encourage you to do some uh, like the idea starts matter does uh, does make more sense than keep the format in the right way. Yeah. So luckily we are not creating something like for those restrict uh, industries. Yeah. So what's your target audience in English? What tools? to help you to create English content? 
Right, that's a great, really good question. I think I'm still defining or just still making it clear like who will be my target audience. Because at first, mm-hmm. I'm thinking、um, to carry something from my Chinese content, similar like、uh, technology and travel, other things. But then, after COVID, travel is not a trend. It's not a not a really、uh, practical thing. And also, as a family man, it's really hard to, to, to,、uh, to do that as well. And also,、uh, technology is good, but New Zealand is not an ideal place for <laughs> technology reviews.、Yeah. And we are like on the far away of the of the world, right? So, I also、uh, exploring like as a designer. So、uh, something that for people who want to be a designer, that was uh, my uh, my target audience because I I find that uh, things uh, some of their、mm-hmm. questions I'm、uh, I'm good at answer it because I was there and I can help.、Uh, but now I'm started to think something probably more related to、uh, productivity. And、uh, the combining of life,、uh, life design, productivity, and、uh, and technology. So th- something around that、uh, would be would be good. Because、uh, something I find really interesting is about when I sharing things in Chinese,、uh, how I learn things and how I study or how、uh, what my、uh, reviews on on books or other things. Some recommendations, personal rec- recommendations. People really like to、uh, like those types of the content. And when writing things in English, seems something similar happen, and people care more around like tools,、uh, techniques, and how we can improve our pers-、uh, productivity, things like that. So currently, I'm trying to. To go to that direction, but I haven't really confirmed. It's more like a, a test and try. The other question is about the tool. Yeah, do you have any tools? Because for me, I use Grammarly as a, to yeah, crack yeah. my review my content. That's yes, and that's、uh, I use Notion. Yeah, Notion and Readwise to gather notes. Yeah, get the quote. Help me memorize all the content I read before, because my newsletter is focused on the book and podcast reviews and some learnings from the hundreds of books I read. So I need a read while. So yeah, do you have any、yeah. tips or、yeah. tricks, the tools you use to help you create content?、Mm, yeah, really good one. I think I, I also use Readwise. Notion, every、oh, yeah. user, and Grammarly. So that's all. Yeah. <laughs> for for、uh, like for I think for learners, that's that's really really essential. The other two I'm using this app named Libby. So this is a a tool that you can borrow audio books or ebooks for free、uh, with your local library card, and there are、uh, heaps of available. Uh, great audiobooks,、mm. and before that, find English audiobooks is really expensive, right? So one book for like twenty bucks, twenty twenty dollars or something.、Yeah. But many books are available、uh, of、uh, on Libby, 
So uh, that's uh, that's my suggestion. Like some some great audiobooks and books that are available. And the other tool that I'm using besides Notion,、uh, I use an app called Drafts. That's uh, uh, that's uh, uh, all the text, all the information, like the first-hand information. I use it to capture any thoughts or any information, and then share it from there. Maybe write a post later, or maybe write a note in Notion. But the first step will be capturing it in in drafts. So that's kind of like my ideal inbox or information inbox. But all based on、uh, text, and they、uh, it has Apple Watch version. Like you can audio, you can you can、uh, read it and trans、uh, transcript into text. I think Grammarly helped me a lot to boost my confidence to publish in English. <laughs> yeah. So what what are the three most popular episodes from your podcast or some popular content from your YouTube channel? Uh, English or Chinese? Can both? Let Let's start with English first,、yeah. then say Chinese. Yeah, English. I find uh, the popular topics are related to how I use my iPad to read and taking notes. So that's that is a really popular one. And before that, there are some book reviews. But I think it probably depends on the. The trends or the algorithm by YouTube, so I haven't found any pattern. For example, the book review,、uh, the book review I did for just one book about、uh, Elon Musk got the highest uh, uh, views, probably just because it's about Elon Musk. Yeah, <laughs> so,、uh, and、uh, still exploring like、uh, what are the、uh, other. Popular topics, but the other way that I try to measure the performance or the outcome of the of the content is checking: is there any are there any extra feedback or extra comments from people, and it's related to my content. Like this is really helpful, or this even better. It、uh, it changed some people's life, and then I I will or、uh, I will value it as a I I think it's as a higher value than just those numbers, and uh for uh for English content, it's still working because there's not many many content uh got the uh, life changing、uh, comments so far still working, and for the Chinese content uh there there are some uh comparing to those numbers because some numbers already. Because it's published,、uh, published really early,、uh, already got like ten thousand, one thousand, one million.、Uh, wow. One of them got one million、yeah. views,、uh, downloaded one million, and I think it's just because the algorithm and the timing was really good. But、uh, one of the episodes is about running marathon. It's my first, it's my first experience of running. A half marathon, and I recorded、uh, an episode. And two years later, a few year,、uh, two one or two years later, when I went to、uh, Chongqing Marathon, and some people just pat me on the back and say, "Are you 
yeah. I listened yeah. to your podcast oh, okay. yeah. and that's the drive. That was the reason I started running. I started running. Now wow. I think I will give it a go to to join Marathon. Now I see you. So, and at that time, you know, it feels really, really good. Like uh, you do something and share some experience and that actually change people's life in a in a better way, in a good yeah. way. And um, I think that one really, uh, really is really the highlight uh, for, for me that brings some meaning of creating content. The other thing I'm thinking is, yes, yeah, around 2014, when I went to New Zealand as a, uh, as a tourist, uh, I got a lot of impressed feeling because that that was my first time went to mm. this beautiful beautiful country, and then after that I recorded uh, four episodes uh, related to what I uh, what my experience of uh, of traveling New Zealand, and even now I still got some uh, comments or uh, some people send the message like oh I listened your podcast. Uh, and some people here live in New Zealand, like, oh, I listened to your podcast and then I started to explore. Is there any way I can go to New Zealand? And then I fly uh, <laughs> like uh, yeah. uh, study visa or something and then I can come to New Zealand. So uh, yeah, that's 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 another highlight. Uh, yeah, probably that's that's the most. Okay. And because there are other other. Um, different stories but don't want to make too details or maybe like yeah uh, so far I think those are uh, something that I, I still remember and quite a good uh, good story to, to, to share true yeah because yeah. as a content creator I think that's the most fulfilling moment when you receive a meaningful feedback from your readers from your audience that's kind of keep you going you do a daytime job and also work as a content creator. How do you balance the time? And also you are a dad and you need to balance family life as well. So what's your tips to to be very productive? Wow, that's uh it's never be balanced. Uh there's never a balance, a perfect balance for all the things. And it's always it's always the priority and uh, the choice you make every, uh, the decision you made, you make every uh, every day. Because uh, uh, I think I want to take a step back about uh, not only uh, about managing the time and uh, personal energy on different things. It's more around to make the meaningful choice uh, about your time and your focus, because as a uh, as people who live in a digital age, we have endless mm. options. Yep. Everything we have a multiple alternatives, uh, and also like your to do list is never ending. There are all <laughs> the things you can do. It's never ending. So, uh, what is more important to prioritize and to know what you uh, at the right moment at the right time, what is the best thing you can do to create the best value according to your personal value and according to um, 
like the the uh, the things you value, like family or other things,、mm -hmm. and that's the daily decision we need to make.、Uh, so the balance is more around those decisions and、mm -hmm. when you should do what、uh, at that moment. And yeah, that's the high level. But on the detailed level, on the practical level,、um, for my daytime job, I will focus to、uh, on the on the work hours, only worried about my job and、mm. uh, get it done in that amount of time, and also make sure I can achieve the achieve the、uh, the goal. Uh, for for my job, uh, like uh, the uh, ex expectation of my of my goal, and then at the end of the day, when the work hours are over,、uh, yeah,、uh, that I, I will switch off anything the evening or during the week the week the weekend. I will not think anything about my job, so it's more like a switch off. And then for my personal stuff. I will、uh, try to block maybe one or two blocks per week as my and creating、uh, period. For example, and during that period, I will really focus on doing things and try to get some output at the end of it. Even the quality or the standard haven't reached to. Uh, what I'm really happy, but I aim to create something. Even I'm not happy about the 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 quality, but I will still、uh, get it close at the end of this period. For example, if I have two hours on Sunday morning, my wife and kid go out,、uh, and then I'm the only person at home, and I only have two hours, and I will.、Uh, Think that two hours before that, I will have a roughly plan like what I want to do with in these two hours, and make a make a goal like create, for example, create two videos or maybe just one videos, and、uh, and then I will aim to get it done within that time. And then、uh, sometimes I'll batch、uh, a few videos together. And maybe recording two videos or three videos at the same、uh, in the same morning, and then、um, and then do the editing or other other things later. But it's、uh, more like always to to time box things. Good to have a deadline. Then, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a that? Always need a deadline, and、yeah. e、even you're not really happy, one hundred percent happy about it. But it's reached to. Eighty percent. Let、uh, I'll I'll move on, and I find this is really helpful to create more things、uh, with the uh, acceptable uh, standard, uh, acceptable quality level. Yeah. And a lot of people they want to be a bilingual creator, but they always have an excuse like ah maybe. I am not、uh, very good at using other language, or I don't have a time. What was your advice to, for them? Just start to do it at the beginning, as we mentioned before. Either nobody will see it, or you make some mistakes. So you cannot run at both sides, right? So don't worry about that. 
So uh, as soon as you start, uh, you can start to get some real experience and start to get uh, some some tips. Uh, and you might fall out uh, on, uh, in a few pits and then uh, get some experience after. I think as soon as uh, create things, start to do it as soon as possible. That's uh, probably the the suggestion. But I know it's really hard um, yeah, find to, your why. to start creating things in a second language. Probably would be good to think about why you want to do that and be really clear, uh, really clear about the about the drive. Mm. Uh, because if you really don't understand the reason you're doing it, it probably not been long. It's uh it's probably just one or two tryings and you will stop. But be really clear like that's for my career or that's for my personal interests or something that I want to do. Uh, if you get the reason really clear, it will be more likely to keep doing that uh, without, uh, you know, even without much uh, feedback or much audience. Um, and, and another thing is to start doing things that you are, uh, that you love or you're good at or you are interested in or something you're familiar with. So uh, it could be a really good opportunity to, to, to break the bubble, like uh, reach to a bigger world or to reach to some people you um, uh, can understand you. For example, uh, if someone really keen to learn things or not not learn maybe just a personal habit for, for example if a uh, if a guy he's a lord of the rings fan like a big fan this topic and as a chinese he probably can uh, have some communities he can talk uh, some some people have the similar uh, similar hobby as he as himself but consider uh, this is a uh, 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 like a, uh, a English uh, culture at first, so we know that there will be more content in English about topic, right? Yeah. So if he can use it as a uh, as a way or as an opportunity to create content or to read or co- consume English content or use it to reach out to other people with similar hobby or interest. So it it will become the portal that he or she can reach to a more interesting world out of the out of his or her small bubble. If people anyone who's living in China or haven't got the opportunity to go to um, go outside, that could be a really good way to try. And also, like focus on things you love, would be more likely to keep uh, keep doing it longer. Uh, and also, maybe create things as uh, as drafts at first. Don't be professionalist uh, and just yeah, create things as a draft, and you will get better next. My consideration on this, my thought on this, is that your first one hundred piece of work. Would be 
would be a really drab, rubbish. Rubbish. So, but <laughs> yeah, uh, as soon as you pass this this step, this process, uh, next one would be much better. Like one hundred and one. Piece would be much better than first one.、Mm-hmm. So our job is to get the first one hundred,、mm. uh, get this process as short as possible, and then you you can reach out to、uh, you can you can reach to the level you you hope you can do, but it's not happen at first. So yeah, yeah. just do it as often as often as、uh, as informally as possible, and then you can pass this、uh, this this step. As soon as possible, yeah. Yeah, there's a ten thousand hours rule, and also according to a Chinese saying, is one minute on stage is ten years effort off stage. Yeah, just keep doing it. Yeah. Do you feel your Chinese background also helps you create English content? Yes. What do you think? Yeah,、um, for me, I feel like、um, I'm from an academia. Family background, so I read a lot of like Tao Te Ching, Yi Jing, those kind of ancient Chinese book. So when I read the translation version of those ancient book, I feel like、uh, some of them lost in translation. So I can leverage my advantage to bring the Chinese culture to the Western world, and because、uh, I know those wisdom are universal, so it doesn't matter where you're from, but the fun. Fundamental wisdom is applied to all human being. So I'm curious to know, like, what、yeah. what do you feel? What kind of、um, things you like as your Chinese background help you to create your content? It definitely helpful. At least for the same thing, we might have at least two different perspectives on the same thing, and it's.、Uh, If you only see things on one side, it's、uh, really easy to to make the conclusion from your personal experience. But as we are creating things、mm. in another language, so you need to think things, think the, think the description or the the delivering of the message in another way. So I think that helpful with another perspective that we can. Uh, remind or just、uh, call out. This is a consideration from another perspective, and that's that's really helpful. Maybe the first barrier is the language. When we start to get used to the second language and not see it as a as a block blocker for us to、uh, to express what we are thinking, and then all the Understanding all the knowledge in Chinese, that will be an asset we can use. But at the beginning, I think the first few years when I moved to New Zealand, it's really struggle. It was really struggle that to communicate in the second language because it's always a、uh, like a delay or something.、Uh, you 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 and and more time to consume to process information, and you take more time to. To to organize your thoughts in this language, describe it, and most of the time, you only have like maybe twenty to thirty percent of the information you can describe, you can express. But other things, uh, it it just blocked in your in your mind. At that time, at that time, 
Chinese understand, uh, like the Chinese background, is not directly helping you. It's more like to remind you you're not that good, and then、uh, a lot、mm-hmm. of translation, it's it's not good.、Yeah. But when you break that limitation of language, I think for me it's happened on the the third year or the fourth year while working、uh, while living the new country. So it's definitely take. Uh, take longer or shorter for different person depends on different person. But it's on the third year, and then I start to get used to it, or like start to accept,、uh, describe things in the second language. And suddenly I find, oh, those Chinese background is really helpful, and、yeah. because I can describe it、uh, in another angle. So I think yeah, for for the answer of this question, definitely helpful. But maybe at first,、uh, it you cannot realize it because you're more focused on on the communication itself, on the language itself. Yeah, but when when it breaks,、uh, when when the language is not a problem, yeah, it will very beneficial for for creating content or even for communicate with other people. Yeah, I'd like to close this、um, episode with a.、Uh... Question, because I know you have a lovely daughter.、Sure. So, what's the number one lesson you'd like to pass on to her? Wow, that's a really, really deep question. I think she might have more things to teach me because she's、yes. learning as she's growing in this this new world with new water and a lot of uncertainties. And I'm already、mm. uh, like. Quite old,、uh, <laughs> but one thing I might let her know, just uh, uh, help her to to see, is that、uh, there are things happening, and something we can control, and something we cannot control. I probably will uh, uh, suggest her to focus on the things we can control, or we can actually do something to improve. And forgot, or just don't care about things we we can't,、mm. and、uh, that's pretty much what I find is really useful for 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 me personally. And I just focus on the things I can change, yeah, and forgot to caring.、Uh, I don't don't mind other things I cannot change.、Uh, something、uh, don't want to make a specific example, but. Personally, I think everyone will have something relevant, like、yep. <laughs> something you can change your efforts, the time you're spending on things,、yeah. or your personal attention, or other things. And something you cannot change, weather or other things like, like people's interest, other people's interest, other people's opinion, and those are the things we cannot change, we cannot control, or we cannot even、uh, impact. And let's focus on the things we can do. Probably I will let her. Uh, realize this would be a really good habit, but yeah, we don't know.、Uh, kids are really compelling,、uh, so probably she she won't listen to me. They are so different. Yeah, my cousin she was born in two thousand and six. Her generation is just so different. Yeah, <laughs> they are so used to digital technologies, and their thinking is just like aliens sometimes to me. Yeah, yeah, big gap between、yeah. between us. Yeah, but it's good to learn from each other, grow together. 
right. so yeah. yeah so where where can people can find you and follow your work yeah probably easiest to be check uh bear talk uh, or check my my uh, website beartalking.com b a r t a l i n g .com and there are uh, my blogs uh, my blog and uh, youtube channel and everything on that on that platform so cool yeah. Okay, thank you so much, Bear. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really glad to talking this this topic with you, Camilla, and also like as a bilingual content creator, a uh, lot of things. Yeah, I've learned also from uh, and also I think that's a really good inspiration for me as well because I might reach out to more to create more English interviews or something similar because I used to do that. But not as a priority during the COVID, and I think that could be a good way to not only to create content but to uh, to, to interact, to, uh, to reach out to other people. Yeah, make friends yeah. and reach out to people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'll be doing that. Thanks for your yeah. inspiration as well. No problem. Good luck. <laughs>